I think I think there's a whole like move towards kind of authenticity and transparency. Like drop the barriers. I think things are changing where business and you know non-business are merging into, merging into each other. Yeah. So we're stopping yeah. like like we don't wear suits and ties anymore because who we are at work and who we are at home should be the same person. Yeah. It shouldn't be the work face and the home face. Yo yo yo. What up? Welcome to the Mindful and Ruthless Podcast, where you will learn the mindset, the strategies, and the tactics in order to develop a full-stack life. Hi, everybody. My name is Sagi Schreiber. I'm a designer and entrepreneur and the host of this show. My guest today is a designer-turned-co-founder for a successful digital product company called Bonjoro. I first heard of uh, Bonjoro from a podcast episode by Pat Flynn, and since then, basically, I've been using the app in launches on my own, uh, all kinds of courses that I've created, and it's been a great product to use. It's just one of those products that allow you to scale things that usually don't scale, and that's the human interaction on a digital platform that I love. So I was super fascinated by their mindset, and so I decided to reach out and bring on the show the co-founder of the app himself to talk about this aspect of the marketing world. In this interview, we talk about the Bonjoro story, of course, how can we not, about how to create a personal connection with your customers um, and potential customers, and also about the trend of teams going remote and the end of the work-life balance myth as we know it. It's important to note that this is not a sponsored podcast by Bonjoro, not at all. Um, I really personally reached out to them, offered them to be on my show. So ladies and gents, without further ado, it's my pleasure to present to you the co-founder of Bonjoro, Matt Barnett. Let's get my phone with this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mindful and Ruthless uh, podcast show. So I'm Sagi Schreiber, and with us today is Matt Barnett. Matt, what's up, man? It's, it's, uh, it's evening here. I'm in Australia, calling from Sydney. So it's been a 12-hour day. Uh, this is the end of my, of my brain, I guess, for the day. So <laughs> you'll probably get some weird and wonderful answers from me, whatever questions uh, you decide to answer. So I'll try to keep like the, the questions super edgy. Like we said, <laughs> for sure. With all the cups of tea, you probably will have nice answers. So, all right. So, everybody, like, if you don't know Matt, Matt is the Papa Bear at Bonjoro. He's also so you're a co-founder, right? Like, you're you're the only founder. I don't know, like, uh, if you're the co-founder, only founder. Fan, but but I have my CTO. I mean, I mean, like, we were pretty pretty flat team. We we've been doing this for a while. Okay, so. so. And, so it's like bonjour is like your second thing and you also have verb uh, verbate going on. Yeah, so so verbate is a is a research tool by video and bonjour was a hack um be a hack for verbate and then everyone started to want to use it. Oh, it's overtaken the original business in about a year and a half. So something we were doing it got it was an MVP, it got bigger and bigger. It kind of just I don't know what happened. It was it was all a mistake. It was all a weird mistake. Cool. So basically, um, you had this uh, this company, which is like you built it for research, like on video edit, like video based um, research, which is also kind of like a thing that's connected to video, connected to customer, um, like connecting with your uh, your audience, right? And your like the, your customers or like researching your customers via video. Um, and then you had also this. Uh, this like customer service hack that you did, which is Bonjoro, and then you made it into a product, right? 
Yeah, like, like, I think I think everyone thinks about video and they put video into a box and they go, this is video. Like forget forget video. All video is is is, is this, yeah. It's just talking face to face. Yeah. And it's just the one thing that helps us do that. So when you think about us doing like research by video, all it really is was a way to look at people's faces when they're, you know, like how how do you get someone in their home eating, you know, or, or, or drinking a Budweiser and talking about what, what it feels like to drink Budweiser in, in the moment, yeah? And you get on the face and you see how they feel and they talk about what it means to be a Budweiser drinker. And that's that's kind of like the information you're after, yeah? So it's really information. Yeah. It's no different to having a focus group, but it can happen anywhere in the world. Now, when you know, Bonjour came along, it was just, you know, taking a bit of time and, get, and, get, and getting to know customers. Going outside of email, using video to kind of appear face-to-face Again, it's not really video. It's just, it's the same thing we've always done over, over coffee and everything else. Yeah. But now it means you can do it anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah. So I think like, like forget, forget, almost forget video. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, it's like, I think that's something that you really, um, I saw that, you know, you're talking about um, customer delight, right? You're, you're talking about like really personalization. Um, that's exactly what you're doing. You have a very unique platform to create this personal connection between um, people. And I think that's, um, that's, that's what really got me attracted to Bonjoro as well. It's because you managed to create that connection between people and, you know, that are doing business together, but still it's like, it's all, it, it all comes down to the human connection. It also connects with um, stuff with, which is in my background, which is user experience design. Um, but I just want to go back and talk about your background. What's your background? Like, where did you come up from? Like, I, because I know you're, you, ha- you also have this uh, art photography kind of like background as well, right? Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm actually an industrial designer. So kind of product design. So okay. you know what? Like I, like, I was born in workshops making, making products by hand, blue foam, the whole kind of thing. Nice. Um, okay. Always been a creative, worked as an artist for a couple of years in London, kind of exhibited around the world a lot, and then moved to Australia. And I don't know how, but I ended up in tech. <laughs> but I think, look, look I, I, I think all these things are, in, are intertwined, intertwined. Yeah, I think, uh, like, I am a creative, I'm a designer, but I'm a founder. And I think it's a really nice place to come from to found a business. It means you're not that savvy when it comes to the business side of business. Like, you, <laughs> like I made so many mistakes. But the good thing is, I mean, like you're in UX, yeah? So I'm, I'm design-focused, I'm product-focused. Yeah. And we're quite a product-focused team. And that's good because it means that you focus more on customers and less on just trying to build something you can sell. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I think, I think design products are key. Like, if you design, like we, we, we don't spend a dollar on marketing. We just build good products, and apparently that works. So yeah. it seems to work out, you know? That's awesome. I didn't know that like about you and, and it's, you know, it's connecting to everything that you're doing because yeah, you see the creativeness, you see it also in your uh, website, you see it on your about page, you know, you see it in, in your, uh, in all of your like uh, teams wearing suits of birds. Like, you know, that's, I think that's amazing to be a designer and also a co-founder uh, nowadays. Like it's a, it's a very exciting time for creatives. I think, like, I, I think not enough startups, take brand brand seriously so you know like brand is such an important part of business yeah so it's the thing about yeah you you build i mean like so if you are building for sale yeah like i mean this is a great thing about it yeah 
not that we are, but there's three elements why someone would ever value your business. You know, one is one is product, like absolutely. You know, one is revenue and growth. Uh, obviously, you're part of this, yeah. And the third one is brand. And everyone thinks it's one and two, and yet brand itself can be worth. I mean, like look at you know, obviously like Coke's extreme, but like you know, they 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 made one drink for hundreds of years, and yet and yet strongest like top of every brand um, like list every single year because it's so recognizable. So if you can build a brand, and that's part of your team, part of your culture, part of your design. It's worth a lot of money and it means that, you know, you, you, you take not just a product, you take a position and it means you can start to fulfill that position and that ethos with products, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally done with that. I think that um, we creatives also have a lot to learn about uh, selling, which is like the hard part about it and, and business. Um, but I think that it kind of, it's, it, I don't know, it kind of works together once you have like a customer centric approach and then basically you have like a people centric approach and, and you as an industrial designer, you, um, you have that approach already built in because you already do stuff that follows function. So anyways, um, it's, it's a great thing. So great. So, um, now, now let's talk about Bonjour for a second because, um, you're, uh, almost, uh, you're running for a year and a half now, right? Like since December, 2016. Yeah. So we, we kind of launched, I think it was like December 23rd or something. We kind of launched it and then we, and then we just yeah. disappeared for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, like, let's see what happens. But it's running yeah. well. Like it's, it's, it's a year and a half, um, right? Even more. And um, so how's it been like this past, I don't know, um, half a year? Like you, have you seen like massive growth and how was it for you? Yeah, so we're, so we do about 12, so like before you 20% signups growth a month, so month on month, that's pretty big. And so I think probably challenge for us. And again, like half our growth comes from people who, who receive video messages. We have a viral component to the product. Yeah. The, other, the other half is just community. So, so people just talking about us. Um, it's interesting. When, when, it, when you run a business where your brand is all about relationships, it means you, you work with some really cool like customers. So... Yeah. We have this kind of, we have this vetting where everyone's kind of culture focused, and so it kind of makes sense that as a kind of business that grows through communities and through culture, and I think like as a team, obviously scale scale is now an issue. Like like, we're, <laughs> like every few weeks we're like, you know, shit, we gotta we gotta fix you know scaling issues again, which we've never, we've never really, really really been a thing for the last kind of twelve months. Um, it's a nice problem to have. How many people um, are you on the team right now? So we're actually we're actually ten. So we're we're ten across across this and the and the other products. Probably eight eight full time Bonjour. Uh, developers, um, there are three of us. So not not a massive product team. Um, and so that you know has its bottlenecks. I mean I mean ten. I, I guess we 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 kind of took the approach to to build a team and then we start to f- fulfill that team over time. Yeah. Um, we have we have like twenty four hour. Um, coverage because we have states the uk and australia yeah despite being a small team um, so it means you know you service people 24 7 we have to 70 yeah. percent of our customers are in the states anyway yeah um, so you're around the clock it, like we, we don't sleep like, <laughs> i was doing calls i was doing calls at 6 30 this morning take over from taylor in the states you know and then now ollie and Amar in the uk are kind of taking over as well and and yeah. here we are I mean, it, it, it's nice like i think 
you know, pe- people see it as maybe as a, as a downside where there's no, you know, switching off. Yeah. I'm like, it's it's pretty cool to wake up in the morning and you just you just see what everyone's been up to overnight and you see you see where the business is and it, and it never stops. It literally is just twenty four seven. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that um, everything everyone like listening to this podcast thinks is kind of like in the same mode. Once you have like a job, which is not really a job, you know, it's like once you have what once you do what you love and it's your own business, you don't feel like it's work in a way. You feel like it's your life. You just you know, so that's like majority part of your life probably, and you enjoy waking up and seeing what everybody's been up to. You know, uh, I I also like I enjoy waking up and seeing what you know. What what has my community been up to? I'm right now using Bonjoro. Um, for people who don't know exactly what it does, I'll just go through it. Once you have someone sign up to your email list for whatever reason, like maybe whether they bought uh, something from you on the website, whether they uh, didn't buy but just signed up for something, then you can have a Bonjoro uh, set up to notify you, hey, here's a new uh, lead or customer or whatever you want. And then you get a notification on your phone and then, uh, you open that notification. It's like a bonjour to do. It's called. And then what it does, you just like you open, you you click. Okay, record a video, and you record a video like um, you know, hey Tom, what's up? Thank you for you know being interested in my course. I would love to uh, you know expand this relationship. Uh, you know, in down below you'll find a link where you can contact me and like uh, see you around. And then you click send, and it sends them that with a personal message that you can frame and. Um, and they get an email that you can control the design of, like of how it kind of like looks. And then they get an email with your personal message on video. And you can record so many of these. You can just like go and batch, like, you know, do half an hour of Bonjour. Just like, hey, what's up, Tom? Hey, what's up, Claire? Hey, what's up, Taylor? Hey, what's up? And just like um, batch those together. And this really creates a personal kind of like feeling where, you know, usually you sign up to some kind of email list or you buy a product and you don't even hear from the team. And now this actually lets you communicate personally with that person. Um, so the responses have been, have been pretty nice. And what I'm saying is right now for me, like as someone who has like a couple products and also has like you know, even one product, let's look at one product, my, my online course for my Israeli audience. So, um, or, or, you know what, My, I have a physical course, like a frontal class that I teach. Um, and whoever uh, signs up as a lead to the class, basically to get more details, I send them a Bonjoro with a link to schedule a call with me. So that's how I use Bonjoro. Um, and I think it helped me, like, you know, I don't have a way to measure it. Maybe you can help me with that as well. But I, it's like, I think it helped me on the first batch when I really used it a lot. Um, and I'm trying to use it again for my third batch and the second batch I haven't used it. I must say I've, I, I didn't have, um, I, I just didn't do it. I don't know why, but on this third batch, I'm really trying to use it and, and send to people who are interested in the course like this thing. But what I'm wondering is one, how can I maybe track the connection of those people to the success if they sign up or not? And two, should I be using it for this or should it be using it for onboarding people who already bought my class? So, 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 so first of all, these ones. So, in terms of tracking, so what what mailing list or CRM? Oh, are you using? Uh, I'm using Active Campaign. Okay, yeah. So, so, so you plug into like it's kind of pretty much everything. Yeah. But, but right now, we do have a Zapier integration that's free into Active Campaign. So, what you should do is it works the other way. So, when you send bonjouros, you can add tags and add. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 
attributes to users back in active campaigns. So what you can do is you can tag people that have been sent them and tag people who've watched them and then look at that cohort and compare them to previous cohorts. So again, like with, with, I mean, with, with, with everything you do around onboarding and conversions, I test, like, like, like test and measure everything. Mm-hmm. So we, when we do, obviously when we first start doing this, we built a little hack and we could like test it. We use Intercom. Mm-hmm. So we were testing the response rates that we would get when someone had watched the Bonjour, would they reply? And so we, the most important thing for us were responses. Cause that, cause if someone responds, talks to us, yeah. then we end up engaging them and that's how they become, you know, a customer. Um, yeah. But we were doing that for these tags. So again, if you look in Zapier, you're basically putting information, the results from Bonjour back into your CRM and that's where you, you, you tag it. I see. Over time, you'll see us do that internally, but it's, we're building out a lot, a lot of integrations right now. So we're, yeah. Hopefully launching HubSpot probably by the time this podcast goes live. Um, like we've got a little more coming. So in terms of when and where to use it, this, this is absolutely um, down to the business model. So for instance, you, if you're having you know, 100 times a day, you, 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 you might not want to do Bonjouris for all of them unless they're all high value. Uh-huh. You might only want to do them for you know, the 15 that convert to a paid user. Now, if someone's paying, you should absolutely send one because paying user you should work to connect with them you should work to build a relationship the point is here is that if you do go beyond just a sign up if you can get them to engage with you and reply to you it increases lifetime value and it increases the chance of them talking about you as well so it's not just about sign up yeah, yeah. In, in terms of conversions especially if you're a young business like i'd say send to every single customer who signs up um every customer signs up uh-huh. yeah and there's certain like i mean like we do we do things, you know, we do things from universities all the way down to things like Shopify integrations and stuff. So, you know, if you're selling small items on, on, a, on a store that are worth $5, probably not worth you sending a video to people, yeah? If, if they're $100 and there's a chance that they're going to repeat purchase if they like you and like your company and like your brand, yeah. that's when you should do it. Yeah. It really depends on, on, on the kind of, it's almost like time versus the value you'll get. And the value is conversion, but it's also lifetime value and it's also growth. So think to those effects. Um, yeah, I think I test and test. Yeah. Like, like, like don't, don't just do one thing and take it as granted. Test it here, test it here, test it here. Yeah. Work out which one works best and then don't do the rest of them. Yeah. Cause I mean like you're busy. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. And you can have, I think a couple of bonjours, right? I mean, you can have a couple, like you can do bo- like in a way both or something, but you cannot control the amount of CTAs or the, the different CTA for each purpose, right? So you, you have as many CTAs. So, so every time you send a bonjour at the end of the video, there's a, a call to action. Yeah. So you can choose different ones, yeah. So if you're doing one for onboarding, when that triggers in from active campaign for, for a new sign-up, let's say, yeah. it just says, you know, new, new sign-up, call to action is go do X, Y, Z. You can then set up a different trigger, which is new conversion like a new paid customer it comes in and says new new paid customer and the call to action is something completely different and so yeah and you have different members of the team doing those different messages again it's a case of working out when and where it makes sense for you some stages you know we it we obviously use it internally mm-hmm. and we're a biased case but we will do it when, when everyone signs up because we have to uh, but we'll also do it when someone pays so when so when someone pays i i will always do those bonjouros um, if I'm around, like, like we always make sure like as a founder, if someone's going to pay us and subscribe permanently, I'll, I'll take the time with them 
to make sure that they know what they're doing to make sure um like bonjour is going well and then also to make sure like how else can we help them yeah okay yeah sounds sounds good and um okay so let's talk about bonjour for a second in terms of like uh in terms of your plans for the future what are your plans like going forward so it comes back to this ethos yeah like, like you hear us say like we we automate processes not relationships mm-hmm. so the whole the whole point look at what bonjour does again look we're we're, we're, we're a young company we try and take the process out so that you can spend more time actually spending time on customers. So, you know, it is automation, but it's automation and processes. The bit when you talk to the important customers is done in person. Yeah. And it stands out because, you know, like we use bots, we use automation, of course, but when you add little bits of human touches in there, it goes, it goes a really long way. So, yeah. you know, the, uh, I can tell you about the kind of, the kind of feature list we have on Bonjour itself, I think probably more, more important is that we're trying to look at other ways that we can fulfill the same ethos where, you know, rather than, rather than spending time process, we take all that out and we say, look, we, we're going to give you an extra hour a day, spend that day actually talking to customers, not just automated stuff, you actually talk to them yeah, and then engage with them and then win them over for life. And that's the kind of product that, that we're trying to build that let you do that. Yeah, so basically your approach is talk to as many customers and leads as you can. I think, like, 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 so, like so, so, so to be cynical, what is, the, what is the minimum amount of actual time you have to spend on a customer to build a relationship? Yeah, and you, like, you almost think it's yeah. like, you know, but like at some points you have to spend two minutes connecting somebody. Yeah? And then the point is it doesn't have to be a coffee, which takes half an hour. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a phone call, which can take 20 minutes, you know, that 20 minutes could probably, you can probably get the same result in 30 seconds, but you probably can't get there with an automated email. Yeah. So you need to put some time in and people need to realize you're doing that, but it's not as much time as you think. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not because you basically you're um, like, I really love the approach, like doing something which is like um, doing the unscalable scalable, you know? Um, That's it. Yeah. That's it. So I think it's, it's really smart. And, and I'm all constantly thinking about, um, being in touch with my audience, my community, and, and I have uh, multiple products for them. So I'm thinking about how I can always, you know, engage them. Um, I think Bonjour is a great tool. There's another great tool called Calendly. Probably know it just to set calls yeah. with people. Yeah. Um, that allows it. It's, it's so it's such, such a no-brainer when you use it, right? And you have people like yeah. hook in. So basically, my uh, my Bonjour CTA is my Calendly, and then people through the video yeah. can book a call with me, which is more kind of like personal and long form. Um, so yeah, I think it makes sense. And um, do you have anything, any plans for like live chatting and stuff like that? Anything like that? Like, like, so, like it, it's kind of different. You know, like, it's not live chat's not really where we work because again, come down to speed. Yeah. So like seven minutes ago, yeah, like it's like what's the minimum amount of time? So live chat will take time because it's two way. If you look at how people use messaging, it's this, it's this idea of like on your time. So it's no different to you know Snapchat or SMS or Facebook messages or emails where you're sending out a message on your own time. You don't have to respond straight away. You don't have to engage into a conversation. So almost again, 30 seconds, you're done. You're back to work. The response that comes again will be in, in their own time on the 30 seconds. And there's something, mm-hmm. um, if you look at how humans communicate now compared to you know five, 10 years ago, we're moving towards this this way where you know a lot of communication has to be efficient and on our own time, and that's you know, video messaging is not the same as video chat. Again, like yeah. video, 
everyone's like, oh, it's video, it's all the same. It's not the same thing. It, it, it's quite different. Yeah. But yeah, these yeah. are warming messages that can get picked up, but they are still personal. But that, it's, not, it's not a conversation. I think you're talking about a, a great um, point as well. I'm, I, like, the, the way I'm thinking about it is like, you know, I get messages from people. And um, if like two years ago, if I get a message, I'm considered you know, a dick if I don't answer it right away. Yeah. You know, then today people are used to, you know, like um, people having their own time and kind of like, that's how I feel at least with my personal surroundings. Like I know that if someone sends me a message, I can answer just like not at the same exact moment. And, you know, I also value my time more. Uh, um, but I don't know if, it, if it's, it's probably connected in a way, but still my, my community as well. Like I sent someone a message. I'm not expecting them to answer right away. Um, and also um, this kind of thing about video and um, today with Facebook lives and YouTube lives and the, the, where you take a camera and just go up live and kind of like um, improvise on the spot. Um, yeah. And you just, I think that's so smart because it really, uh, in a way, it gives you a way to connect with people on your time, but in a very personal um, way. Like it, it exposes your vulnerabilities and you as a human. So I, that's, why, um, that's why I believe when going Facebook living, I'm not writing a script or anything or stuff like that. I just go, I just go live. Um, and I, you know, so yeah. I think, I think there's a whole like, move towards kind of authenticity and transparency, like dr- drop the barriers. Yeah. I think things are changing where business and, you know, non-business are merging into, merging into each other. Yeah. So we're stopping yeah. like, like we don't wear suits and ties anymore because who we are at work and who we are at home should be the same person. Yeah. It shouldn't be the work face and the home face. It should just be the same person. You shouldn't have to think about it. Just act the way you would do with a friend in a pub, having a beer, be the same with customers. Yeah. Like forget putting on a face. Like, like why, why do we need to put on faces? Why not just be us? Because people like love you outside their work. They're going to love you in work too. So yeah, it, it takes a while to get there. Like we see people when they first answer Bonjour. So people do a bunch of videos to get used to doing videos. Cause you feel like, you know, you feel like a bit of a dick when you first film yourself. <laughs> yeah. The stuff that works, the stuff that works is when people are, when they leave the office and they go and have a coffee and they do a video or they were like with their kids and they do videos and stuff the dogs that's the stuff that people work that works you know and we work with industries you know we work with wealth management we work with accounting and we work with all these super serious industries and the stuff that works is, is when they just forget trying to be serious <laughs> and that's what people connect with it's just human connection it's very it's, there's no science to it it's very yeah. again like just imagine imagine work was your friends it's that attitude and it i mean like everyone loves it it, it never fails really yeah i mean i it it it, it never fails. I think that like the world is going into the direction of uh, more kind of like being personal and being less formal. Um, and people that are left behind are just, they're just missing out. But um, in terms of it, like, uh, like the, the way you see things going forward, right? Like with companies and, and like, I see the world going to more, they, they say by like four years from now, um, something like uh, 50% of the US um, workforce is uh, independent. Um, they say all this kind of stuff on, you know, online. What do you think about this kind of approach or this kind of like trend? Well, I think, I think it's definitely a move towards um, remote working for sure. So, yeah. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, like, 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 it comes like, like Zapier, Basecamp, like, like, like ConvertKit, now like 
all these companies super um, remote working. We're doing the same thing as well. So it's interesting. Yeah, so I, I started talking to investors the other day and they're like, they're like why, why aren't you living in the States yet? I'm like, because I talk to the States <laughs> every morning and I talk to Europe every evening. And if I was there, I wouldn't be with them in person anyway. And my team's remote. So like it, it's, it's, it's not a barrier to connect because I'm a different, like this is not the world we're in anymore. Yeah, we're already... We're already working as if, you know, like, like I have a friend who lives, um, so we live in Australia, like it's a big country. Yeah. And he runs a super successful travel blog from, you know, the middle of, of, of nowhere, like ultimately. And they're one of the biggest travel blogs, like growing in the world. Lives in the middle of nowhere, has this wonderful life with his child, like still travels the world, but, but <laughs> his base is a farm. <laughs> and it just, I mean, it, it's a fundamental change in how we're doing business. Now, will everyone work for themselves? I, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. Like I think we are social creatures as humans. I think working in teams is a lot of fun. I think as teams, you can achieve more than you do without. Now, are you a full-time contractor with a team? Yeah. But that's, that's not really working for yourself. Um, I don't really think teams are disappearing. I just think I just think the way we work as a team can be perceived to be independent, but but we're still part of a community, yeah. part of a team, still building towards a big goal. Because like like me and my own, I can only do this much. Me yeah. and my team, you know, we can do you know ten times more than what we can do individually. Yeah, of course, of course. So um, yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense because um, it's still teams and it's still companies, but it's just not like really um, not what it was. So yeah. It's just like every, I think so many more remote teams. By the way, do you know Envision? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're completely remote. Yeah, yeah, completely remote. And like I, I was talking to Clark when he was like, I met him back in the States and uh, Clark is the CEO and he's like, I'm saying, Clark, like, don't you have an office? Anything? He's like, nope. Like, I wanted my freedom, you know? And uh, also Sketch, which is a design tool. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're also Sketch. remote. Um, and I guess people are more kind of like starting to appreciate their lifestyle and and knowing that work is not connected to, um, to like work is not different than life. Just life is life. Um, so it's, it's, it, definitely, it definitely takes a, it's definitely a, like, I do think there's a learning curve. I think it's also personality types that work better. So if you are going to go remote and start the high team who are remote, you need to check that they can work remote. So I think, I, I think we can probably all do it, but it takes a bit of time getting used to. So, I mean, we have like four of us who are in the office here and we have was it four of us? No, so four of us here, one like elsewhere in Australia, states, and then three in London, and one outside London. So we kind of like half remote. Um, I admit, like I like being around people, but I love I love annoying my guys and linear <laughs> and, and like yeah, and, and talking to me. Yeah, like, but but I am I am, I am an extrovert. Yeah, like I'm a yeah. on the spectrum. I'm 100 percent end of the spectrum extrovert. So I need <laughs> I need other people to steal the energy. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I think, so Basecamp have a really good way of doing it where they, I think they have an office full time that anyone can turn up to. Um, the way we do it is we get everyone together probably every eight months. So we do like a team retreat in Australia. We do our next one in Scotland where we go and spend, you know, one to two weeks together. Nice. And it's quite intense, but you, I mean, I mean here's the thing, like, like you, have to, you have to be able to have a few beers with everyone on the team to get to know them. Yeah, of course. It's very and it helps important. you have hard conversations, yeah. So, so like, remote, remote is good. You do need to get together in person 
at points in time. Yeah. Like you can't avoid that. It's just how you break it up. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. It's um, once you build a remote team, you have to really keep up the culture and like the, the personal, like one-to-one physical form is not yeah. replaceable. So once they're here, it's like, of course. Um, great. And um, I just want to um, ask you, what are you right now most excited about? Like the, the thing that you're most excited about right now that's happening with the company or in general, like in the industry? So I think... It's probably the best thing. Like, say, it sounds weird, but like, m- m- uh, m- momentum. So, uh-huh. here's the thing: here, like, you don't realize it until you're in it. But you talk about kind of percentages of growth. What that means is that, although you might be growing at the same, if you can keep the same percentage of growth month to month to month, things get wildly faster because it just because because the percentages get bigger and bigger. And we're hitting, I feel like we're starting to really hit our stride now as a company. And so what this does, yeah. And, and the reason we are talking today is because it's because we reached out and said, look, we want to get involved in more communities. Uh-huh. And the response we had was, was absolutely huge. And so, you know, before when you used to get, you know, one or two responses, now we'll do it and we'll get a load. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is crazy. We have like a massive community now. And so I think it comes to that stage where I'm saying that with, with, with a team, you can impact you have you have you're like triangle yeah like you can have a huge impact versus a small one i feel like now everything we do every step we make the actual footprint is kind of 10 it feels like for the first time it's 10 times bigger yeah and so i'm like right every stage we make next is going to have an impact that's going to impact hundreds of people not one or two yeah and we're we're at the stage where uh, maybe it's like the second stage of like you know a, a, a successful company and it's I think it's just kind of hit us this week, and it's and it's so interesting because you're like we're kind of like you're like you're not there. We're definitely not, you know, we're, we're not convert kit yet. We're not, we're not doing that, that kind of growth, you know, just yet. But we're like, you know, and they and they did and they did their their, their first like was it um, a mill a month, like a few like a few weeks ago, and that was their nice. next thing. And I'm like, you can see the route to get there. Yeah, and it's not about products, and it's the way I see it. Like as long as we hold to our ethos and our culture. You know, our customers, we're going to get that. I don't, I don't know what, what the exact steps are. I don't know what the product updates are. I don't know what the next products are. But I know that if we hold to that, that attitude, we have, this, we have hundreds of customers who've already verified that that's a thing. So have you ever, like, like if I would have talked to you two years ago, would you have imagined that you can reach that level? All right, just wanted to take a short break here. Um, if you listen to this episode all the way here, it means you probably find value in it, right? So, well, I wanted to just let you know that this is a weekly show and it's published first on the Mindful and Ruthless Facebook group as it's recorded live. Yes, this is a Facebook live interview and it basically allows you to interact with the speakers and myself and ask questions as we're recording the podcast and we are trying to answer all of those questions so if you haven't already be sure to search and join the mindful and ruthless group on facebook i promise you you'll find amazing value in joining this community as long as basically joining a community with a lot of other amazing entrepreneurs so all right back to the episode yeah, but I'm an optimist. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but look, there's a lot of limiting beliefs on ourselves. Like, uh, in terms of, like, um, I know by myself, like, what I'm making right now, take me a, a year and a half from now, I would never imagine I could actually uh, reach that, that high. And now I'm looking at it, I'm like, uh, you know, I can reach way higher. So basically, I like, 
yeah, so you kind of like break the limitations of what you thought was possible. Um, and there are a lot of successful people doing a lot of like, making a lot of money. So you see the proof of, of it out in the world. But um, the most thing that I'm challenging myself right now is like breaking those limiting beliefs for myself. And I think that a lot of people are, are still stuck. Everybody who's not succeeding with their businesses or the, like, which is most people, most entrepreneurs are struggling, you know? So it's about limiting beliefs and not having that momentum and not even have, having the ability to start the momentum and believing in that momentum. Um, so, so you say you didn't have any limiting beliefs of yourself. Like, I'm, I'm a very positive person. Like I'm very, it's not about money. Amazing. It's like, like I fully enjoy what we do. It's very creative. His thing. Like, again, I'm a creative. Like there's nothing, there's nothing more creative than doing something no one's ever done before. I mean, that, I mean, that to me is like the highly creative. And, yeah. and it's really hard, yeah? So, so yeah. It, it's, I can't think of anything else where you learn as much. And the learning is, is fascinating. It's really interesting. And you make mistakes. I know, like, like I, th- I just think if, if you find all that truly enjoyable and fun, you'll keep doing it. And you know what? Like, here's the thing, like, you put enough time in, you'll get there. We're not an overnight success, by the way. Like, we have... Yeah, we've been running and changing and stuff. Yeah, like you know, it, it's it's not even like at all. Yeah, like it's taken us ages to get here, way longer than we thought we would. Yeah, and we're and we're not there yet. But I'm like, you know, we'll get there because we're passionate and because I think we're doing a good thing. And if and if this isn't quite right, then then you know what, we'll just change it and then you know, and keep going. Yeah, it's you just yeah, know, you just don't stop. Yeah, man. No, no, I'm I'm totally with you. Like just. I, I found that really inspiring. Um, and also they say that creatives can see the, the, the impact that they have more than they care about the money. So again, like it's like you, you care about giving value to the world and doing something different and more creative out there than the money. And then the money just comes, you know, it comes as a byproduct. And um, yeah. so, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's great to think that way. Uh, Steve Jobs used to think that way and was communicating it to the world and it worked for him. So, <laughs> um, so it's great, man. And um, all right. So wrapping up, just uh, I usually ask the speakers to uh, maybe give some recommendations of content, I don't know, articles, podcasts, books, anything that you can recommend to the crowd. I've like, has it? Yeah. So I'm just starting reading something recently. Um, Ray, is Ray Dalio's Principles? Oh, great one. Yeah. So like, it's interesting. Like, like I'm not a fan guy. I'm just, start reading it and i'm like it is it is good stuff it is yeah. great yeah i really yeah. um it's really good to read stuff kind of outside of your kind of core like like i, re- I really like there's a few old ones i like i like um i i, I think the, i think the viral loop is really interesting as a book which one it's called the viral loop viral loop okay yeah i heard of it yeah it's it's, it's, it's few old now i mean like, we have a viral product so it's kind of just like think that in that attitude um and there is I can't remember the name of it. There's a really good book called How I was it How How I How I How I Took Myself to Success from Selling by Frank by Frank Bert, Betka. Is okay. that it? It's, it's, it's basically a sales book. It's pretty famous, yeah. But it was written in like 1940, and yeah, it's right. so interesting because you re- so you read it, yeah. It's it's super old school. Cool. Like it's it's well like 80 years old, and it reads like it was written. Like yesterday, well, yeah. and I'm not a big crazy. sales guy. Again, it's yeah. but it's it's so it's so fascinating. Yeah, but, totally, we're, but we're here in tech, and it's all new. And like you know, it's, it's all the same thing. It's, yeah. It just hasn't checked business eight years ago. People were doing the same thing as they're doing today. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Um, how right. many how many books do you read a, like in a month or something like? 
What's your ratio? I, I, read, I read a book a week, at least. A book a week. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's really nice. Like, I find out that all the successful people are just like reading a lot, a lot of books. Great. And people are, are saying, like, you know, like the, um, uh, I don't remember the stats. I, I'll, I have to check the stats again to have it in my mind. But there's like a crazy ratio between like the CEOs of companies. They're, they have like a crazy uh, ratio of reading books like per year in regards to most of the population, which almost never reads. And I think that learning by reading those books is just like today with Audible and our phones, it's just a, so like you have the biggest brains just like you can like, I think, great I, think, I, think I, I think I think it's two sides to it. I think like yes learning I think I think the other part is, is it's really a way to switch off you know so like don't forget like like if you run a company you take things home with you there comes a point in every day if you're doing this every single day for years and years and years I think it's very important mentally to be able to turn that off yeah, yeah um, so I like agree 7 is great but but there comes a point when you need to get up and you need to refresh your mind and you need to have a lifestyle outside, you know? Yeah. So come eat like, so read and the reading is a great way because you have to concentrate on reading. <laughs> like nothing else can kind of get in there and, yeah. and get in the way. You know, if you watch the TV, you're thinking about stuff, you know, if you walk in, yeah. you're thinking about stuff. Reading, it's like, it's all consuming. So it's that or nothing. It, it, it's, it's binary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I also agree with the part of switching off and stuff this is this this group is called mindful and ruthless and uh so <laughs> i talk about meditation and and stuff that are really important in these days where again like we said we have this not really the the um the work-life balance anymore we just do life and it's like completely mixed up with work and everything and we have a lot to think about and switching off i totally agree it's something that's really important uh, especially with your loved ones and stuff like that too um, yeah yeah um all right man so it's been a pleasure having you here thanks so much man for coming on the show i really appreciate you and uh you're you're an inspiring person like thanks so much and uh we'll be in touch no problem thanks for having me all right and that's a wrap i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did i would love if you could help me out and please rate this on itunes this is a new podcast so reviews on itunes go a long way and also ensure that more people will just get to enjoy it You only have to do this once, not every episode, and it has a tremendous impact. Also, if you haven't yet, I would love to invite you to join the Mindful and Ruthless group on Facebook, where I host this show live and also share so much more with the members of the community. This will be a chance for me to get to know you better, and I love connecting with my audience. All right, so until next time, remember to be mindful and ruthless. Ruthless with your gut feeling. Ruthless with your journey. Don't let... Anybody, take you off your path, my friend. Keep on, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Brand is such an important part of business. Where your brand is all about relationships. Nothing more creative than doing something no one's ever done before. Learning is, is fascinating.